Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. I am Dr. J, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Mindful Media Show. Our shows can always give you guys a applicable, entertaining relationship conversations and generational perspectives. As you guys know, we're airing live from the Netherlands, and it's 8 p.m. CST, and where you guys are, maybe 11 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. CST, or 2 p.m. EST. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Estella, and welcome, welcome to the show. Um, as Jacinta mentioned, our Dr. J, we're airing live, and you can always call in because it's a live show. And that number is 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. So today we're going to talk about um, a topic that's all, always important, and that's diet and exercise and going raw really is what it's about. And, we, you know, a lot of people do all these extreme things and all these different things. Well, we're going to bring in an expert. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is a lot of people are talking about different diets to go on, and there's so many different competitive information out there. Um, and we have some friends that are gone, have gone raw. We have some friends that have done the keto diet. And so many people that do go raw say how well they feel. Right. So we want to get more into that and find out more about it, right? And what, and what better way to bring in our specialists than we have exactly. uh, Chef Petey coming in and talking a little bit about it. We've had him on the show before, and we're excited to have him back. And maybe there's some new things that we, we might have missed or we, that have changed in this, and we're going to just bring him in. But before we do that, uh, Jay, mindful check. How are you doing, my, my sister, my daughter? Your sister, no, I'm my your daughter. Sister, Let's get down. Daughter, <laughs> sister, daughter, daughter. <laughs> She's trying to elevate my age. Elevate. Now I'm trying to minimize my <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing really good, actually. Um, you know, it's, it's um, you know, beautiful spring here in the Netherlands, and I'm enjoying our adventure here and my bike riding and everything. How about you, Dr. E? Oh, my God, and I think I mentioned this the last show. We all bought family bikes, and we've been out riding, and um, I know our producer, Jamal, is an avid rider as well, and we talked about that a lot last time in the show, but it's just you know, um, there's a lot of forest here. So yes. being able to get into the forest Ooh. and actually Ooh, driving a big old bee out there too. is amazing. <laughs> and yeah, bumblebees are important. <laughs> we need those because those hummels are uh, important to keep the uh, pollination going. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good day. It's a little cloudy, but you know, I'm mm -hmm. used to it, but it's good. Rain showers, rain street clouds. I know, and um, I'll be having a birthday next week, so you guys be sure to um, <laughs> say hi. Um, and, uh, and you'll be what, 25? Oh, actually 35. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so. Got a little wrong. <laughs> so, Jay, I know we, you know, we're going to bring, uh, Chef Kitty in a minute, but as far as going raw, what, 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 I mean, have you, I know I've tried it. Have you ever tried it? You or? know, I remember, well, you know, you're definitely, I will have to admit, and it may be, well, no, I guess Capricorns can be pretty, once we want to do something, you're really good at, at willpower. I think that definitely when you're going to something like raw eating and things like that, you have to look at it as a lifestyle change, not a diet. And I think that's where I possibly went wrong with it. But, um, after I stopped, um, trying it for like, I think it was like two weeks and I, and I did it all wrong because you find out more about things once you, you know, research, but there's so many, it's easier now I think than it was when I tried it. I agree. Um, in a sense that there's so many things readily available. There's so many health food stores that have like raw desserts and raw snacks that you can carry. Cause sometimes you're like, Oh, all I can eat is fruit or all mm -hmm. I can eat, you know, and there's, you know, so many different things that you can eat besides that. Yeah. And I think it's really going to get, for me, I think that, you know, I've done it, you know, I, I kind of do things um, in the spurts and waves, but I'm like an ocean. Um, yeah, yeah. I am like an ocean. I'm like or a whatever ties up, but, I love it because um, when I, you know, if you know your body, you 
you listen to your mind, body, your mind for your body, you know when you need to interject a different change. I agree. And, and I think that when, when I when I go raw, when I go vegan, or when I go vegetarian, I, I just kind of know my body feels like, okay, I need to re- I re- need to reset. I think it would be a lot easier for us here. Do you agree? Well, yeah, because there's so many fresh fruits and vegetables. I know. Well, I mean, saying, we've already increased. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but don't you feel like we've already increased our vegetable and oh, oh. healthy food intake? Oh, totally, care. totally. It's like instead of um, it's interesting because there, there's a fresh everything everywhere. You can go to a fresh fruit stand, you right. can go to a bakery that has fresh uh, bakery items. You can go to um, veggies are everywhere, and people from this area always talk about how. They want fresh food. And right. They want, I mean, they even have the people that come once a week to bring the fresh things. Like, you know, if you do eat fish, they have like fresh fish and they have all kinds of different things that come on different days, which is really cool. It's amazing. It's like, and, and, and I do notice the difference. It's, uh, one thing is interesting, and we talked about this about the bloat. Right. And how bloated you feel with the hormones that we're eating in some of the foods. And it's just amazing the differences you feel. But, you know, the challenge, the challenge I have is being able to get people to venture out to want to try it. I mean, do you think your friends are open to You know, honestly, it? I think that a lot of my friends actually do are actually probably either raw or vegetarian. I think it's myself that's probably the one that's the, the one that hasn't really stepped on the bandwagon. And I think part of it is that um, even if I want to try it, I don't want to enforce that on my kids. I want them to make their own decision on their food habits. I mean, of course, eat healthy, but if they want to take out meat, well, my oldest daughter, I think that she definitely could be raw or at least vegetarian. She doesn't really like meat at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but going raw is I completely think, different. I think, but I think it's very, it's, 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 um, it it's takes, the next level. Well, it's the next level because, again, we're talking about uncooked and processed and mostly organic foods. So organic foods we've got. We can do that, yes. Um, and I think that if you really, and when I went to, a, I took an integrated nutrition class, and um, one of the great things about getting that certification is you understand how different foods cook different ways are more beneficial for you sometimes. Sometimes um, eating raw fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and greens are better than maybe cooking some type of vegetable. So it's interesting to know the difference in how foods are processed through cooking, and that's why it's going to be interesting for you. The chef in, definitely because I want to know how like how long does it take and like the process because I think it's it, it's something it, it how long does it take for you to get used to that because there's so many things I mean already we don't use the microwave anymore so it's like you know it's 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 definitely something that has to change I guess right so we have a, a comment online and it says um, from yeah. Labrino says, I grow my own organic foods in my backyard. This is what my first meal will take. consists of. Beautiful picture. Oh, my God. Those are green. Um, all raw organic greens of nine varieties. That's- and I can totally do a salad in the morning. I actually like lunch for breakfast. You know what is interesting, too? Uh, at one point, and you can remember this, everything you ate out was kind of like a... Um, uh, not romaine, but uh, uh, the head. <laughs> iceberg. Iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Everything was iceberg. And it's like, but when you eat a salad like uh, LaBria could just put on here, and I hope, I hope I'm not butchering your name. But, and well, it's, I think it's just. But if, when, you put, when you put, eat a salad that looks green, it's amazing the taste. Wait, and that may be Dr. Pete, actually. Yeah, it's, it's such yeah. A, it's amazing. So Look that's amazing. It's just, uh, the food is just, um, I just love. It's all about presentation, don't you think? I mean, I think, honestly, for me, if somebody was like, okay, Jay, you're going to go raw, and they help me make my dishes for maybe two weeks, then you get into that mode of, okay, this is what I need to eat. I think it's that whole thing of, okay, what do I have to do? You know, realizing the snacks, having it kind of done for you for a while. I guess maybe that sounds like the lazy way, but for me, it would be like setting up a routine. Yeah. Well, I think there's, I think you're right. I think it's all about saying, but we, but look how cooking habits can be made in form. Us coming here now, we don't eat that nearly as much. No. We, and we, more fruits and vegetables. <clears throat> it's interesting too, how, um, you had mentioned, um, when, when you not necessarily learn how to cook it, but it's also interesting 
for different disease states right. and different ethnicities. I wonder too, like I mean, you know, what what should we bring into our diet, our bodies, to make sure that we're eating the right things? I'm sorry, I wonder if that yeah. blood type thing, you know, that blood type diet actually is beneficial because I know some people that have done that. Certain lettuces and certain things are better for certain people. And if uh, you could send a, of that salad my way, I'm a little bit hungry right now, but that looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I love greens. You know, the interesting thing is eating kale. Um, it, 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 I, I usually eat kale and collards. It's hard to get collards here. I have to find them, but um, kale is easily found. But And I probably should grow my own. Like, Yeah, I know, right? That's what we and should start we, doing. We've we got a big enough area to do it. But um, it's interesting that you know, how eating, when you say you have a variety of uh, different greens from your backyard, how the variety of having those nutrition makes you feel. It's just, it's, just, it's, a, it's right. eye-opening. And that's why, and so what, what I'd like to have Chef talk about is how to get people to experience that and, and, and how to get them to take that step in their travel. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, again, Going Raw is our show today. And you guys, we're going to take a quick break. So if you stay there for a second, we're going to have our special guest, Dr. Kitty, come in after the uh, break. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can call 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Mindful Media Show. I'm Dr. J, and Dr. Stella's with me, and we were talking about 
healthy eating, and especially we're talking about raw eating today, we want to have you guys know that we just played some George Duke, and you guys just saw Dr. E dancing over here. <laughs> she made me lose my, my thought pattern with her dancing. She was getting really into that punk. But we have Dr. Keating here, and Dr. E is going to introduce or talk a little bit about him. Hi, everyone. That was actually the son of Reach Brett. <laughs> George Duke. I love me some George Duke. You he, sure do. He's up in heaven just jamming up there with Jesus. Oh, you're I so love, crazy. I love <laughs> with Jesus. I mean, I mean, I remember when he played. You guys won't remember this, but I remember when he played with um, my favorite group. Uh, uh, you're looking at me like I know, Mom. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my God. Okay. When you um, get to the 90s. My, oh, God. I can't talk. remember even. I'm so slow. <laughs> anyway, so we're excited. We have Chef. Keating in the house. Hello, Chef Keating. I want to say greetings to you, my beloved sisters, the strategic ladies. What a joy it is to be with you all the way in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, one of the world's favorite cities. What a pleasure. We are truly global today. We are know, truly, truly global, global, and we are truly happy to have you on. And for you, those of you who don't know Chef Keating, I want to introduce him a little bit, tell a little bit about him. He's a, actually a Las Vegas-based raw food chef oh, nice. who has developed a brand of nutritional dense cuisines living off of superfoods. And superfoods, if you don't know anything about superfoods, we're going to let him tell you about it. It's a big buzzword, but it's not only just a buzzword, it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, he has pioneered a healing modality called full-spectrum hypernutrition, which uses Gourmet raw food cuisines as a delivery vehicle for nutrition. Wow. I'll let him talk more about that. Um, he has several books out, and we're going to talk about your books. I, I know. know wow. Brought, brought, uh, talked about some books that you have, um, and uh, there's so many more things. He has 28 books on No, health. he just told us he Look, Arthur, 20, Yeah, more. I know, but he said he just had one more that he recently So 29. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, and you know, this is not an easy topic to write on. We not wrote, at all. We wrote a meditation book, and meditation book, it takes, there's so much out there, so much information. Things constantly change. Our bodies change. Our environment changes. So you're, uh, you're amazing. Definitely to a pioneer. So it's Definitely great to hear what you have to say. So welcome. Chef Keating. And Ke- Chef Keating, tell anything that you'd like to add to your bio, because, I mean, it's extensive. We just choose, chose a couple little things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've actually updated the bio since that one came out. And just this past Friday, a week ago today, we finally started shipping the 34th book in the series. And I will, I mean, planning on completing and shipping number 35 will be coming out in June. That one entitled A Year Against Cancer. The newest book that I have out is now called Industrial Hemp, Uses and Opportunities. So we put together a whole life paradigm within the books, and in particular, the six and a half books, because, you know, the new book on industrial hemp is half a health book because of the extensive medical uh, applications for the cannabis and hemp uh, plants and nutrition, etc. So within the system, We have given our people now a vehicle by which they can avoid acute and chronic diseases. Or if you do get a cold or a flu or something like that, you just dismiss it because your immune system is so built up. As well as now we have the strategic plans to overcome diagnoses of hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, clogged arteries. We can prevent strokes. We can prevent overweight obesity, living food, raw food, superfoods are the food and medicine of the future. Yeah. I definitely and need you to know do what? it. Then. We're going to start like we know nothing. Okay. Yeah. I, and honestly, you know what? I, I want to start there because I think that you see so many different books and so many different people telling you things of what to do. But mm-hmm. a lot of it, I feel like dieting is not necessarily the right way. No, no. And that's what we want. So we want to we want to give people in this show an opportunity to understand where do I start? What you got? You, you know, have thirty. What, what, first off, what's what's a superfood? What's a living superfood? Yeah, yeah. And, and and also I wanted to before we go into this, okay. I want one thing to say. The reason we pulled the funk into the show, oh girl, is Chef Keeney used to play music years ago. So tell us about quickly. 
<laughs> well, you know, I have had such a wonderful life. And at 64 years young, it's a, a, just a little over the halfway mark. So I'm having continuing to just have great experiences moving as to new levels. But among the many hats I've worn over my many years was 30 years in the music career. And believe it or not, I went into the music full time after four years right after high school, working in a biological research laboratory as a cryogenics technician in artificial reproduction, artificial insemination industry. So it seems incredibly diverse, but it all fits together of someone enjoying a creative and inspired lifestyle. I'm, I'm African, so I'm supposed to do something magnificent on this planet. Man, you know it. what? It's funny that you said that. I used to sell uh, the doers for liquid oxygen that had car- uh, liquid oxygen on it for cryogenics. So it was interesting um, that that you actually were in that. So you transitioned. You were you started off as um, in music, in music, and mm-hmm. which music builds a huge creativity in the vehicle for getting people, opening them up to be accepting of different things. That's right. But, so tell me how you transitioned into food. What, what was your what was your story? Yeah. You know, from the beginning, my father, who was a son of sharecroppers, so he grew up poor, the ninth child in, in poor rural North Carolina. But after his war experience, he went to college and graduated with a degree in chemistry and became a career industrial chemist. Really quite an accomplishment for someone from such humble roots. And he bought a home in the country when I was about four or five years old. And on this huge property where 21 black families left the city and all bought land from a black farmer who was retiring and only sold his 40 acres of land to black families. So we had 21 families. We had ample land. So my father planted a huge garden and orchard. And so we grew up in this environment of having our hands, our feet in the soil on a daily basis. So growing food was always very comfortable with me. So throughout my adult life, every time I'd find myself in a home where I could grow food, I would grow food. And about 30 years ago in the 1980s, um, because I learned about Ital food while traveling as a reggae musician with a number of recording artists, um, I learned about Ital food. And this then put me on the pathway to first vegetarianism, And then I discovered, oh, there's a level above that. So I used to be a vegetarian, and then I became a vegan. And then, oh, there are levels, multiple levels above vegan. So, yes, I used to be a vegan until I found out that an 80-20 vegan, where 80% of your food is uncooked, is raw, is better. Then I discovered superfoods. Then I discovered the detoxification lifestyle. Then we discovered there is a distinction between eating raw food and eating living food. I sent you a photograph uh, from um, my Skype. This is what my typical morning meal consists of right now. Five weeks, be six weeks is Saturday after replanting my spring garden here in Las Vegas. I have to eat a huge bowl of greens every day because the garden is just that productive. So living food, superfood, it is a hierarchy. In the book, Living Superfood Research, I list this hierarchy. So for those who are just beginning, as you requested, here's the hierarchy. You put yourself on this, always realizing you can continue to move up, or some people will actually revert and move down the hierarchy. From the worst of the worst to the best of the best, one through 11, real quickly, Mm -hmm. junk food at the very bottom, followed by fast food just above that. The standard American diet, which is the acronym SAD, is the third from the worst. Then some people say, well, I don't eat milk or I don't eat pork. That's called the modified standard American diet. And then you're getting into the areas where people are starting to focus on clean eating. Their level level five is vegan or vegetarian, excuse me. Many vegetarians will still continue to eat dairy products and eggs and some even eat fish. Then you have level six is vegan. Level seven is 80-20 vegan, where 80% of your food is uncooked. Now, that's the level that I suggest is the first level that we are really protecting ourselves from a very aggressive environment because I've known too many vegetarians and vegans who have had chronic diseases, overweight, obesity, cancer, diabetes, even causing their death as a vegan, so we know that's not good enough. So we've gotten up to level 8, which is 80-20 vegan. Level 9 Now we understand 
we're 100% raw food. But then above raw food, there are even more levels. So we incorporate the detoxification lifestyle into our yearly uh, dietary patterns. And then we also realize that there's a difference between raw food and living food. And that's where the superfood joins with the living food. So now that takes us to level 10 of 11. And that's my system. Mine is called living superfood. And level 11, for some of my clients that are just so sick that they may die this week, we go to 11, which is called orthomolecular medicine. Level 11 really works at reversing disease. The thing about it is the food gets boring there because you remove many of the culinary spices that we use very generously in living superfood to make it absolutely delicious. I love to say food is nature's most perfect medicine, and medicine has never tasted like this before. (laughs) So how do you diagnose your clients? You're saying that, you know, how do you diagnose where they should begin? me as some junk food or some junk mail trying to come in in the background. Yeah, that is an excellent question because many of my clients are coming to me with chronic disease diagnoses that have either been missed or they haven't been able to be resolved by dealing with a mainstream allopathic medicine. And so the first thing that I do, which most of them say their doctors do not do, is I have to listen. I have to put my ears on. Because if we come up, we, if we understand, okay, you're dealing with an inflammation disease here or clogged arteries or whatever, high blood pressure, diabetes, we know what to do, but we're not always finding out how did you get in this situation in the first place. You didn't get sick because you weren't taking pharmaceutical drugs or taking certain herbs or supplements. You got sick mainly because the pathway of your lifestyle has put you on a course to be susceptible to acute and chronic diseases. So the first thing I do is we have to completely comprehend what I call pathogenesis. Pathos meaning injury, genesis meaning creation. Once we understand how you got into the situation, now we can put in the solutions that can reverse the situation without continued adding to the problem. If they don't solve the challenge of pathogenesis, then many times the Band-Aids, the solutions we put on top of it uh, don't work because the gaping hole is still there. So interesting. And I think that that, that's key. I think listening at all levels really opens up uh, an opportunity to to hear it. And we all go to doctors and sometimes they they don't listen to us. Well, it's like the bedside manner, right? Just looking for that person that goes next level. Can listen to you. What you know, you can't prescribe and you can't do anything with anyone unless you listen to them. And I had a doctor tell me before that I'm a bad patient because I don't like to take medicine. (laughs) (laughs) You're bad. You're bad for his fiscal bottom line. I'm definitely yeah financial bottom. So um, so let me ask you this. Okay, interesting. So say um. Do you believe in the, the that you're genetically dis, uh, predestined for certain conditions? You know, yes and no. Because I have a background in cellular biology, again, I was in a, in a reproductive laboratory, and a lot of lifetime investigation and research into genetics. What we are being told by doctors that there's a predisposition in your family. Well, my uncle had sugar, my mama had the sugar. And because of that, that we're genetically susceptible. I say yes and no for two reasons. One is we're all genetically susceptible to all diseases. It's written in the very code of life of DNA. So for them to say that this is particularly affecting your family and not potentially to affect anyone and everyone else who carries human genes is, I think, rather deceptive. It's kind of an excuse that the medical industries are using to say, we don't understand the pathogenesis in your case, so we're just going to blame it on your family. So by and large, I tell people, please understand genetics and DNA and the, our ability to express and to uh, regulate the expression of our genetic code, but don't fall for the okie doke that you're going to get this disease just because somebody else in your family or other people in your family had it. No, it's most oft- often a consequence of environmental 
stressors. And that's the point we're really emphasizing. My last latest book out, Living Super in Paradise, it is this long list of mental and environmental stressors that gives us the best pathway to prevent disease from happening in our lives in the first place. You talked about the mental aspect of it, too, just a moment ago. Jay had a question kind of about uh, mental, mental. how, because how, um, this is kind of a mental issue when you, like, like what you said, when, when, when a doctor says, okay, you're predisposed for that because of your family, you kind of make excuses, and you've already willed you yourself, yourself, yeah. you willed you yourself, put yourself mentally it. into that state of mind that you're <clears throat> going to get this disease at some times. But but do you think though? I mean, I I have been you know said I'm uh, uh, have, could have hypertension, right? Um, I, I remember talking to one um, uh, a holistic doctor, and she says that some of these titles they give you are not necessarily right either. I mean, and you might know this too. Do you remember when the the level of blood pressure was a different level than what they say it is now? I mean, at first you were pre like. With diabetes, even you're pre-diabetic, and now mm-hmm. you're now. And the same thing with blood pressure. The ranges have changed. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's an important point that you're making. On one hand, they they're lowering the level of what is called uh, hypertension or above average high blood pressure. They're lowering the level. Used to be they didn't even recommend treatment till it was above 140. Now they're suggesting if it's between 120 and 140 or at least getting to 130, they want to put you on drugs. So on one hand, they're using this as an excuse to get more people on long-term pharmaceutical programs that are expected to be retained for life. Now, I do believe that we should be very concerned about any. Uh, systolic blood pressure that's above 120. Um, if it's 120 or below, it's considered to be you're in lovely, wonderful health. You know, some people have it even lower. Mine is consistently around 115 over 71 or so, which is considered low, but I'm a very high performer. But in the morning when I'm doing my core exercises, and I bragged a little bit about with you off air of the, what I'm able to achieve now, at age 64, I know my blood pressure is going up when I'm in the middle of all of that exercise. That's a part of our body's functioning. That's a, a function of the what is called the adrenal cortex. Your adrenal glands secrete these hormones that raise your blood pressure like a fighter jet going into combat. It's got to have its hydraulic pressure up. So there is a bit of deception there. And the last point I want to make about this, food is nature's most perfect medicine. For anybody out there who is fixed on these long-term chronic disease medications like high blood pressure medication with all its myriad of negative side effects, I have in multiple occasions been able to show people how only using living superfood, they can reduce their blood pressure to normal. The two fastest cases were one day and two days. Most people, it's anywhere from four to seven days. Normalize your blood pressure using food only. Nine well, not nine. using food only, because you have to exercise and rest and drink water and those other things, too. Okay. 949-294-7928. Call me after the show. Mine's <laughs> so a little bit high. <laughs> Let's talk. We will. Maybe we can Skype, but it's a beautiful thing. I want to talk it's, about this, because cause Dr. Keeney, like, for, for someone like myself, okay, I've had, um, you know, five children. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and, you know, um, I all my levels are great, but for myself, I notice that um, even though my levels are great, I don't necessarily feel the greatest sometimes, and I, and I definitely have weight to lose. Mm-hmm. So somebody like myself start? Because, you know, I'm looking at all the different levels that you have. Mm-hmm. Where, where would somebody start that, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, honestly, where would you start? I'm- well, the first place to start is eating far more fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh-huh. As far as I've been able to determine, fruits and vegetables, along with, you know, water and other things, is the basis of reverting our body to healthy status. It is the fountain of youth. I call living superfood the fountain of youth. The, the next place to start is 
cutting back on the acid-forming foods, which are common in the standard Western diet. These acid-forming foods cause inflammation. Every time we eat a cooked meal, we create a condition in our body called digestive leukocytosis. And leukocytosis is an inflammation, inflammation condition causing the formation of mucus. Most of us familiar with Dr. Sabe's work realize that Dr. Sabe said all diseases caused by mucus. I say it a little different, but it's the same idea. Nearly all diseases, 200 we have defined, caused by inflammation, which produces mucus, and digestive leukocytosis is one of them. So eating fresh fruits and vegetables raw, eating them organic is a great place to store. But I also, in our system, we recommend people do a regular detox for me. First day of spring, first day of summer, winter, fall, I go on a 28-day, nine-stage cleansing of my body. And that is one of the most rapid, safe, and productive ways of shedding the excess weight. When I converted from vegan to raw food in one month, my spring fast of 2010, my weight went from 176 to 150, 26 pounds in 28 days. And on the 28th day, I woke up and celebrated that fast with a one set of 610 sit-ups. You're so, You're so good, though. So let me ask you this. It's the body. The body's capable of doing these things. So, hey, you know, um, the, the cleansing thing, I think, is another topic that I think a lot of the listeners need to understand. And I think you can help educate them on it. You know, a lot of times people cleanse, I think, inappropriately because... They take chemicals to cleanse, and a lot of these things that they take, like these powders, have such a huge amount of digestive enzymes that it's just like a rotor-rooter for your gut. And to me, um, for me, I tried doing a cleanse, of what, and, you know, I won't name the product necessarily, but it was a very popular product, mm-hmm. and I got extremely ill from it. And I went, and, and I'm not that you don't feel different. I understand the difference in, in uh, going through a cleanse and getting ill. Mm-hmm. And um, just throwing up for for, for, uh, well, you know, for five or six hours all the way home. But what my point is, how how what is your plan to in, incorporate? Because I know that uh, when I went to the doctor and I showed him what was in the ingredients, he said really nothing in it should make you sense. But there's a huge amount of digestive enzymes in there, so it's almost like a laxative for your stomach. So mm-hmm. what point on? What is your thoughts on that? You've making several excellent points, and really what you just said in that brief statement would take me at half an hour or more to explain, especially why you uh, had the nausea, the vomiting, which actually may not necessarily be the worst thing, because one of the things we do when we're detoxing is we're starting to burn fat, what's called ketosis, where our fat becomes our primary fuel, especially if you're doing an extended water fast. I always initiate my nine stages of my quarterly detox with three to seven days of water only to initiate it. And during that period, because our body stores toxins in the fat that we've accumulated, for some people, I I talk to them, they say, well, I tried it and it started to work. The pounds came off, but it made me really sick. I felt like I had the flu. And so I quit. I said, too bad that you quit because what you were experiencing was a breakthrough that the fat, now you've moved to ketosis, your body's burning fat, but unfortunately it's releasing all of these toxic chemicals that have built up over months, years, or even decades. So the key about it is understand the process. This is why in my book, Living Superfood Research, I have a whole chapter talking about seasonal detoxification, what surprises to expect, because there are some nasty surprises there, but also the techniques for cleaning the colon and the intestines for flushing the liver, the gallbladder, cleaning out the kidneys, cleaning excess fat and triglycerides out of our arteries, brightening up, tightening up the nervous system. And also a very important part of the seasonal detox is maintenance until your next detox. And that maintenance is best done with living superfood. And that's, that's my point. I mean, I literally, and I understand when I've gone through detoxing before, yes, I felt the nausea and I felt, you know, a little bit queasy, but mm-hmm. smell this powder and it made me want to throw up. So something was actually, for me, allergic reaction to so, whatever it is. But yeah, it was not complimentary to your body. And thank you for having that sensitivity 
a lot of people doing things that are not appropriate for their own body. All of our bodies are different, so we have to know our body. Listen to our body. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Well, you know, I have another um, question, Chef Keedy. When it comes to somebody like myself, again, you know, I'm very interested in this because I I, I know that that, you know, that three-day water would be intense for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, three days of water only is lovely. The hardest day is the second day. The third day, you start feeling so bright. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to go ahead and keep on going for this because you actually start losing the desire to eat. It's just the water and your feeling gets so great. The colors are bright, your smell, your sense of smell and taste and your imagination. After about five days of water only, I can sit through a meal that I had 40 years ago. (laughs) Some might say you're hallucinating instead of imagining. That is true. (laughs) I'm not going to deny that. No, my but question you, is. But no, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good place. Well, I think. I mean, I think it's definitely next level. Now, what if somebody's still breastfeeding? How can they incorporate all of this while they're still breastfeeding? Well, the key with breastfeeding is realizing you're you've got to create nutrients for two people. Exactly. So, one, if someone's breastfeeding, you're going to have to get your full spectrum hypernutrition. You're going to get it now. To get the full spectrum nutrition, your body needs eight different nutritional components for, to maintain perfect health in life. Those are hydration, vitamins, or vitamins if we're in the UK. Um, it incre- includes minerals. It includes not protein, but full spectrum amino acids. You know, we're, as non-meat eaters, we're always asked the question, well, if you don't eat meat, where are you going to get your protein? That's not even the right question because there's protein in all living things. All the plants, all the fruits are all made of protein. The right question is, where are you going to get your essential amino acids? And mm-hmm. every one of us needs to get essential amino acids. And if the animals eating for food didn't eat meat to get theirs, then we might ask the animals, where did you get your essential amino acids? And, of course, the cow's going to tell us, moo. It's in nature, in the seeds, in the grains. So we eat those. Sea vegetables have full spectrum. We have to have living enzymes in our food, which is the raw food, the living food. We have to have fiber in our diet. We have to have complex carbohydrates, not refined carbohydrates. All of these make up these eight critical components of full spectrum hypernutrition. So for someone who's pregnant, They've got to make sure they're doubling up on all of those. Gotcha. So now you mentioned the series, and I want to make sure that the listeners understand where they can, in addition to reaching out and talking to you, of course, but what book would you have them start with to just get an overview of all this? Because it's a lot of information, you know, Mm -hmm. right? information that's a process and people are at different levels and to your point you had to you have to go through a consultation with them and understand where they are and what their needs are to really Mm -hmm. see for them but prior to that what what book would you suggest that you have out for them to start the process you know ask that question so frequently and it's so hard for me to answer because there are six books dedicated to the Living Superfood Series. Number seven will come out, A Year Against Cancer with Living Superfood Solutions. And for some people, their challenge is overweight obesity. And it's not just that challenge because overweight obesity accompanies 40 different disease diagnoses. So I have a very small book at low price called Get the Weight Off, 30 Days to a Brand New You. We actually use that as part of our month-long reboot camp. We've just started just the third day into our latest reboot camp where people take 30 days to transform their body, and we get wonderful testimony. For some people, they want the food itself. So I have two recipes books, Living Superfood Recipes. Volume 1 has been the foundational book that I've used for many years as clinical nutrition. The recipes are delicious, and they really do work. Then I became more of an award-winning culinary artist. So for my second Living Superfood Recipes book, I kind of upgraded the whole production. The recipes are a little more complex. They are incredibly tasty. One such as spinach save my life soup. If I were diagnosed with cancer, I'd be eating spinach save my life soup four days a week minimum every week. It tastes absolutely delicious, and it's named 
exactly what it does. And so then I have four books on the science of this. The most complex of one is called Living Superfood Research, which we use in our certification course. Every year we certify a number of people to be able to utilize this system and the name Living Superfood in their uh, activities or professional activities. And then there's one other book. I mean, it's all oh, these books. I want, I want you to read them all. One other book that I recommend for every adult. It's yeah. called Living Superfood Longevity. And it's specifically aimed at helping us double, not double, but extend our life expectancy on average by 30 years. But better than that, compress the end of life stage down to only 10 years. So for me, my designated life expectancy is 120 years. So at my current age of 63, I consider myself just halfway through. So therefore, I don't get sick. I have all my teeth. I don't wear glasses. And I don't know any other person my age. I'm not saying they don't exist. I don't know of anyone my age who has, in the last month, done 170 push-ups in one set, no pause, no break, at age 63. So we know the system works. We're just doing a better job of convincing more people to use what we know and get young again. I know. Well, you know, the thing about it, and you guys, you want to find out more about um, Chef Kitty, you definitely should go onto his website, www.chefchefkeidi.com. He has some beautiful pictures of just some of the food. And oh they look wonderful. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. I think for, for my specific, you know, from my specific point of view, I think that I've not tried some of the way the, the way the, some of these recipes are so, definitely not how I tried raw food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I was basically just eating apples and, and oh, trying to eat salad. Wasn't that boring? It, Carrots and celery and apples. It's, it's boring. And yeah. people aren't going to stay. They're not going to get excited about a pathway which has their diet boring. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you're, and the way that you've prepared this food actually looks exciting. It looks yeah. fun. Well, really you good. notice, one of the first things you notice, and your brain is wired to notice, the depth and the richness and diversity of colors. Colors are caused by the fixation of minerals. You can plant 18 different crops in the same soil and have 18 different colored fruits. But if your soil is wonderfully robust and healthy, all of the colors of those foods will be incredibly deep. And that's your body, your brain signaling through your eyes, this is high quality food. And if it's also raw You know, there's a difference. If you cook the greens and serve the greens raw, the colors of those two greens shifts rather dramatically when you're taking the enzymatic life force out of the food by cooking the food. You know, you're so right. It's like um, there used to be a show on HGTV where they they had food and you to pick a color of your room based on the color of the food. And I would get that vibrant colors of like uh, cucumbers and and, um uh, celery and just look at all the different shades of green are the mm-hmm. same. Um, the, um, bell peppers. I mean, pretty bell peppers. And I'm like, God, that's the color I like. And it's hard to duplicate that. Right. But you're right. When you cook some of this stuff, it loses the color because it is losing the nutrition. Right. That's so you're right. Absolutely right. But, um, I love what you've done on there. Now I have a qu- one question too, about, um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of, uh, uh, vegans will use meat substitutes to make it look like or taste like um, uh, a, 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 a protein. Or what's your thoughts on that? I mean, some of these um, is, is that is kind of do you do a lot of that with your cooking, or how do you? We strive to keep the life in the food, and so many of these processed vegan foods or processed vegetarian foods. We regard them as what are called transition foods. And uh, we salute the people for making a change. And for many people, they want kind of a, a, a psychological anchor. So a veggie burger, when they've been eating hamburgers throughout their life, is, is you know more palatable for them. My problem with that is two things. One is these transition foods do not heal the body. They are a transition for healing foods, we got to get away from high amounts of food processing. Many of these transition foods, the burgers and the dogs and the ribs and mac and cheese and stuff, 
they're still using genetically modified organisms as the basis of creating this. You know, 95% of the corn, wheat, soybeans, sugar beets in the United States are GMO modified to tolerate high levels of weed killer um, containing glyphosate, which wrecks the gut bacteria in our gut, the healthy bacteria, so we can't even digest these foods. Soybeans are very hard to digest, even without the chemicals used to grow soybeans. So for people making the transition, yes, we salute your pointing yourself in a new direction, but don't get caught in the trap of being a vegan walking around with a package of Oreo cookies and a soda thinking you're eating vegan just because you're not incorporating meat and dairy in your diet. Yeah, and that, and I think that, you know, I agree with you. I think salute them, hallelujah. I think it's great that they did it. But you're right. I think that you have to, it's well, very hard to get nutrition if you don't eat the right foods. And, and, and it takes a conscious effort. And I think that's what, how do you get people going? Oh, well, you know, also, you know, there's another extreme I see when people just drink shakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, I, I mean, I think that the, that you're missing out by not eating the salads and not eating the different mm-hmm. um, raw foods. What are your thoughts on people that just are protein still, just protein shakes? You can live off of vegetable juicing. Okay. The smoothies, the blended fruits, mainly fruit dominated, but they can blend in vegetables too. The blends are great too. You can live off of them. They, there can, you can do great things with them. I do great things with them. Here's one of the biggest problems with them that people don't think about is that we, if we take eight apples and we make apple juice out of it, it's wonderful. But the fruit, the fructose of eight apples is in that juice, whereas if I ate eight apples and got the same equivalent amount of fructose, the amount of fiber and pectin and other substances in those apples would scrub my whole intestines out and I'd be beneficial from that as opposed to just drinking the juice and all that sugar now is being stored in my body as fat. But the other thing about it is, is when we're chewing the food, the whole foods, our saliva gets engaged in the food and the saliva contains a very powerful, useful enzyme called amylase. It's also secreted by the pancreas, but our bodies are designed to introduce amylase through our saliva, which begins to break down the complex carbohydrates, what are called polysaccharides, into simple saccharides, simple sugars that are much easier for the body to digest. So most people, when they're drinking a smoothie or a fruit juice, or a vegetable juice, it's going into their belly too fast. The saliva doesn't get a chance to pre-process it the way it's supposed to. So I tell people, enjoy your smoothies, just slow down. Put about a teaspoon or a tablespoon of the smoothie in your mouth and allow your saliva to double the volume before you swallow. And now you're going to get fuller quicker. Your body's going to digest it much, much more. And your pancreas is going to say, Oh, thank you for giving me a break. You know, you're so right. You know, I was going to, uh, was on doing a uh, ju- juicing and also shakes, you know, and I go into, um, that's your, what's the name of the place? Nectar. Nectar. And, you know, <laughs> I go in Nectar and get my shakes, but I was killing them really quickly. I mean, I would just like slurp them down. And it was like, I wasn't losing a pound. I was still in, actually bloat sometimes because there was so much sugar. And you bring up the point, too, about, when and actually, the one thing, the great thing about Holland being in the Netherlands is they're so conscious of that. And the, we, I t- we took the kids in um, when we first moved here for their physical, and they talked about. Uh, she, she asked a question: What are their nutrition like? And what she and, and um, she said, juices. You, you don't want to drink. You don't want to blend a lot of apples because you're just getting sugar. You're just getting mm-hmm. sugar too many you know so you, they're definitely you concerned i mean i think so. that there's a lot of people in the u.s that are concerned but i think that definitely here is a, a way of life to be you know just the the quality of food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that is lovely i can't wait to come over and visit you when am i going to get my invitation i will be back in the uk in october i usually go there about twice a year and every year i keep threatening to go over on the mainland amsterdam is my first city i want to visit come 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 and see us we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that after we'll get yes after we definitely show. want you to 
That would be awesome. Retreat. I can see a retreat in mind. Well, you know, actually, Dr. Keedy, we have a a caller that um, wrote in, or um, and they were talking Miss Penny Moran. She said, "Can you tell her how or how to tell the difference between GMO and real produce?" Hmm, that's great. For one, the best place for me to find the best organic non-GMO food is eight steps out my back door. Oh, well, there you the, go. The world food supply chain nowadays is becoming ever, ever more complex. We're eating foods completely out of season that have been shipped 3,000, 8,000 miles away from their destination. The shipping process introduces compromises. The organic certified food in Uruguay is going to be different than the organic certification in the states of uh, of um, uh, New Hampshire and California, which have the highest standards of organic produce that we can find. So how do we, by any means necessary, some people read those little stickers with a five or six letter code on them, and I can't remember which is which, but one is certified organic, another is not. Reading labels becomes very, very important in yeah. nearly all processed foods, boxed, canned, on the shelf for six-month foods, nearly every one of them contain GMO ingredients. So she makes a good point. We basically, we have to work at it and get better and better at it. And even if we do eat food that's not organic, we have to detox ourselves on a regular basis to get those poisons out when they do get in. Yeah, you Great know, question, I, Penny. Know, Thanks for writing in. I agree. I think, I think honestly, the best way is to grow it yourself. Yeah, I was just going to say, to tag along with you, Jay, I was just going to say, you read my mind. Um, it's amazing what you can grow in a pot, even if you mm-hmm. don't have a garden. Yeah. Uh, the soil you can grow, you know, it, 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 as long as you get some greens and all that stuff, it's easy to and grow And there's so many. And, and I think now you tomatoes. go to the gardening shops and they have all those organic things that you can plant. That's right. So it's like it's it's setting us up to start that over. You know, one of the things that people don't consider is what I one of the things I do is you go down, get you some mason jars, ones that have the lid where the center pops out. And I use those screens that garlic comes in and I just cut them to fit. And I sprout on my kitchen counter. Even if you don't have gardening space, you can get a half a dozen of these glass jars and get you some seeds sprouting. And the sprouted seeds is the highest level of organic eating you can do. And you can do that right there on your kitchen counter. I'm going to do that. I'm using a lot of those for decoration. So I just put some. some (laughs) I'm just going to steal Dr. (laughs) Stella. Oh, seed sprouting is awesome for people who want to optimize their nutrition. Is any of that in your book as well? We do talk about that in several of the books, especially Living Superfood Research and Longevity. We talk about the critical need for us to put these systems in place. In Living Superfood Research, Chapter 20, I detail my 30 years now of developing what I call the George Washington Carver Organic Research Laboratory, which is what I call my garden. Well, Dr. Keedy, I, I hate to cut you off, but I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. We're getting close to closing. So tell us a little bit about where they can find you and how they can reach you if they want to find out more information. All right. You can find your brother, Chef Keedy. You know, I some people call me Dr. Keedy. I actually, in my documentary film called Chewicide, I created a character called Fake Dr. Keedy. So it's easier to call me Fake Dr. Keedy. But they can go to Living Super Food. Dot com, no S, livingsuperfood.com, where we say food is nature's most perfect medicine, and medicine ain't never tasted like this before. Thank you so much, Chef Kitty. And we're going to let you guys, just so you know, we'll have the podcast on our site, uh, and we'll get more information from Dr. Kitty. And I'm seeing a retreat coming this way. So thank yeah, you so, so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Chef Kitty, for being on. Penny, thank you for writing in. If you guys want to reach us, you can always go to write the number two at strategicladies.com. And you can find out more information about us on www.strategicladies.com. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Chef Keedy, for being on tonight, too. It has Luke. been a pleasure for me. Next time you're in my town, Las Vegas is where I'm at. You are obligated to come by my house and put your taste buds to this test. I can't I'm wait. Ready. I'm going to try it. We're going to talk before then. Though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we can do the same thing in your neighborhood. Oh, Perfect. Yes. Well, we're going to let you cook. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
God intent protection. <laughs>